KYW Original Podcasts. The Coronavirus Pandemic from KYW In-Depth. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol McKenzie. There has been a lot of concern about whether or not our hospitals can handle a large influx of COVID-19 patients. Are there enough beds to properly quarantine patients? Is there enough protective gear for doctors, nurses, and staff? And can people get tested? I wanted to get some answers to those questions, so I called Mainline Health. They operate a number of hospitals in our area, medical clinics, doctor's offices as well. And I was connected to Dr. James Jengaro. He's the regional VP of Medical Affairs. Carol, I can hear you. Nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you. Thank you so much. I know you're crazy busy. So where are you right now? We are currently uh, at the Incident Command Center in Radnor. And can you tell me a little bit about this? I assume this is the COVID Incident Command Center. So what does that look like? Who's there and what are you doing? Yeah, that's correct. It is the uh, Mainline Health COVID uh, Incident Command Center, uh, where we have leadership from across the Mainline Health System um, joined together for uh, at minimum 12 hours a day, working every minute to um, create and uh, develop and operationalize um, our clinical protocols and ways to uh, provide up-to-date care for our COVID patients. And how many hospitals do you operate? So Mainline Health has four acute hospitals and a fifth um, acute rehab hospital. Um, My personal oversight is uh, two two of the acute care hospitals. That's um, Riddle Hospital and Paoli Hospital. How many COVID patients do you have at this point? Um, At this point, and I'm sorry, I'm not in the command center, so I don't have the dashboard up in front of me, but we have uh, approximately maybe 12 patients, I believe. Okay, and those are confirmed or are those just uh, suspected cases? Those, those are suspected. Okay. So what is your latest? What's your latest protocol? You said you, you're coming up with updated protocols. What is that at this point? Well, all the protocols are designed to uh, protect our patients and our staff and provide uh, uh, safe care. Um, ultimately, patients will enter our health system, um, usually through the emergency department, um, but our protocols also help and provide guidance to our uh, medical staff um, so that we can identify which patients need this type of attention. We um, provide uh, evaluations in the emergency departments, and if a patient is deemed suspicious for the COVID uh, virus, we will obtain samples for testing, and we will send that out to the state lab. Um, As of yesterday, Quest Lab is now also able to process these samples, so we're able to get um, a little... uh, uh, more opportunity to send the the samples out. Um, As far as the hospital is concerned, um, we also are making sure that the patients and visitors and our staff are safe. Um, We recently uh, started to restrict access to the facilities. Um, Anyone who does come on site will be screened to make sure that they are not showing any signs or symptoms. So do you feel, I know there's been a problem with getting test kits to hospitals and and doctor's offices and medical facilities. So right now, do I have it right that you are taking samples and then sending them to state labs for them to figure out whether the patient tests positive? Is that correct? And do you feel like, is that good enough for you or is that difficult? So I just want to separate uh, the difference between a test kit and actually performing um, the, the, the process of obtaining the sample. Obtaining the sample is using a, um, a viral swab 
that we could use for other viral um, uh, viral uh, tests. Um, so basically, you you take the sample and it's put into a viral media. Um, Mainline Health does not perform the uh, Mainline Health Labs does not perform the uh, the test on that swab, and that's what we were sending to the state. And the state lab would be the one receiving the kits in order to process that swab. Do you um, do you have enough um, protective gear for your staff to keep them safe at this point? Um, at this point, yes, we do. We are um, we we recognize that there's a nationwide concern. Uh, for uh, having the protective equipment. Uh, currently, we are well positioned and we are also keeping up to date uh, with the DOH and the CDC's uh, recommendations. As, uh, as they change, we change with them. I've heard warnings from health officials in different areas of the country who say that we don't have enough beds to handle an influx of COVID-19 patients. Do, do you agree with that? Can you tell us what the situation is here? Are you, do you have enough beds? Um, we currently have enough beds. Um, we are, of course, triaging our patients as we would anyone who comes to our hospital and recognizing what level of care they need. Um, the, uh, the current state is that patients who need to be hospitalized, hospitalized are getting the appropriate care and getting bedded uh, as appropriate. Um, of course, I don't have a crystal ball. It's hard to know what the future um, looks like as far as increased number of cases, um, but we are working with partners across the state and the region um, in, in, in any, and applying any efforts to uh, be able to accommodate patient need. And the patients at this point, they have to be quarantined, correct? So quarantined is, um, uh, just separate some of the, the definitions. Quarantine is when you have someone who isn't showing any signs or symptoms, but might have had exposure risk. And a quarantine um, today would be when we ask patients to stay home um, and don't, and, 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 and uh, follow social distance, distancing um, so that they uh, aren't, uh, if they in fact are infected, they're not exposing others. When patients are brought into the hospital setting uh, with uh, a suspicion for the COVID disease, we would then put them into um, a specific type of isolation. So the first step is the type of room, which is called a negative pressure room, which um, does uh, an appropriate number of air exchanges and, and sucks, if you will, sucks air into the room, so if you open the door, nothing goes out. It doesn't, it's not positive pressure, it doesn't push air out of the room. The other steps uh, taken are uh, PPE, uh, personal uh, protective um, equipment, which uh, today includes gloves, um, gowns for uh, contact uh, precautions. Uh, it includes masks and it includes uh, um, eye, eye shields. So how many of those beds do you have those when you talked about the quarantine and the air pressurized rooms? I'm sorry, I don't have the, uh, the number uh, in front of me for each facility, but um, currently we have uh, enough on hand and we have not filled them. Okay. Uh, we actually had a doctor the other day talk about the possibility of having to put patients in non-medical areas like cafeterias. Do you see something like that happening? Is that a possibility? Um, I don't have any evidence that that's the, um, going to happen in, in the near future, but part of our year-round preparation is to recognize if, in fact, we are in a, uh, in, in a more of a situation where we would have to um, uh, create, create different areas. Um, uh, throughout the year, you, you, you um, recognize that any type of crisis situation could occur, and, and you perform drills and make sure that you're prepared. 
So, you know, a lot of people have a lot of anxiety because there are, you know, we've had problems with test kits. There's been information about not having enough respirators to help patients, not enough gear to uh, protect nurses and doctors and other staff members who may come in contact. Do you think that the healthcare system as a whole is equipped and ready and able to handle this? I think that's a uh, moving target as we uh, see what 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 the um, number of cases that are coming through. I think currently uh, Mainline Health is well prepared, um, and we are again following the update recommendations, which currently do um, allow for different types of masks. So we have uh, options. And um, again, if this became a, a um, community outbreak, we would have to uh, take steps for that type of a situation, which again includes working with our partners uh, across the state. Well, Dr. Jangara, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're really busy and we appreciate your time and the information that you've been able to give us today. I hope that was helpful for everyone. Well, that's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. I'm Carol McKenzie. We'll be back with another episode soon.